Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Any health-related information on the following show provides general information only. Content presented on any show by any host or guest should not be substituted for a doctor's advice. Always consult your physician before beginning any new diet, exercise, or treatment program. You're simply the best. Welcome back to Dr. Isabel's rant on the 1st of January 2016. How exciting is that? I am so, yeah, raring to go and uh, really happy that work starts um, tomorrow. So it's going to be really exciting. New Year, almost New Year, New You, not quite. And it's not quite out with the old, in with the new, almost. As you all know, um, first of all, I want to wish you a fabulous 2016. It feels, and I, I have been talking to quite a few colleagues, it really does feel as if 2016 is going to be a change because so many people are waking up, so many people are not happy about what their governments are doing and are starting to take steps by growing their own vegetables, by looking after their health more themselves, and things like that. So congratulations, welcome in 2016, and what have I been doing? Well, you all know I've been uh, renovating and changing a lot of things here at the Opera, uh, my clinic in Norfolk. Finished the, the building works, apart from the new carpets that are going to come in, and the battery system for my standalone electricity or off-grid electricity, which I'm deriving um, at the moment from solar. Hopefully at some 
stage probably in a few years from also from a helix type um, windmill. So I'm raring to go because the practice is nice and painted and everything. I've been through everything and, you know, all the stuff that I haven't used for years or that's irrelevant because research has proved otherwise or has proved in even more detail how things are going uh, or in which direction we're going. Um, that's been the, the best thing to really get through there and um, tidy up, tidy up and sort out. So as I said, not quite out with the old, in with the new. It's just been a good overview of things. At times, as you know, because I've probably mentioned it, I was absolutely shattered. I wasn't sure whether I was actually going the right way, but I'm fairly confident I did. And it's important that way. So it's great to start the new year with really a lot of things afresh. Now, what else happens? Obviously, we know that theoretically things are dormant in nature and nature also has a revision in winter, a tidying up. Now, staying just bake it very quickly still with the, um, with the house and the practice, but also then going into the garden. It's, it's sort of a tying in of the cleansing. And I always have, um, because I love it, uh, frankincense in all its shapes and forms, either as an oil or mainly I use it in a burner, but as a resin. So it, it slowly, slowly dissolves, not like, like the oil. And it is, of course, a cleansing, um, oil cleansing tree. That's why in the olden days, the churches started using frankincense um, as an incense in the churches because it was cleaning all sorts of things, quite apart from the, um, shall we say, the interesting odours um, and scents people brought into the church, but also because frankincense is a very strong antiviral, antibacterial, also for airborne viruses and bacteria. So if you had, you know, you literally smoked the church out with the uh, frankincense um, scent or smoke, uh, you cleansed the church not only of uh, emotional negativity or spiritual negativity, you also cleansed it physically, as it were. And that is one thing I do um, quite a, quite a lot anyway, but especially it is especially potent at this time of year when we draw a line under what has been, and we're almost opening up a new account book on what is going to be. It's still empty. There are lots of hopes, lots of plans, and boy, have I got plans! So excited about all of them, but you'll be hearing them throughout the year. Uh, but also, I always do that for the house and the whole of the property. Um, so basically, uh, obviously after renovation work and, and the building work, we've had to do lots and lots of cleaning anyway, because you know, it's not exactly the tidiest job and the, and the <laughs> sort of um, easiest job and cleanest job doing, doing these things. Um, renovation, building work, anything to do with cement or concrete. I mean, the dust is just everywhere. But there you go. If the house has been cleaned, um, things have been, you know, got rid of, changed, taken down to recycling, etc. And a lot of open doors, open windows. We've had such a mild weather that um, and in two days we've had sunshine, which has been absolutely beautiful as well. So the temperatures have risen even more. So you you were actually wanting to open your windows and doors to the outside. Now, when you when you do a sort of spiritual cleansing, which is also a physical and mental cleansing, it is really wise to um, yes, obviously open all the windows and things, but 
have in your mind that's what you're doing. Sort of um, think about what you're chucking out, that you're, you're actually sweeping out the old, the stagnant, the things that, the thoughts even, or the ideas that are no longer relevant, that you've cleansed things, you've thrown things out which are no longer relevant, and you, you possibly replace them with new, more relevant items, or you have set it to just say goodbye for good. And that's really, really important that while you're cleaning, that you're making that effort, that conscious effort, that you're sort of, yes, shutting everything, sweeping everything over, over the doorstep, out into the open, into the clear, into, into the never, never again. And, uh, that is, is quite exciting. So when you've done that, um, try and switch off all the sort of electronic equipment like computers, telephones, and mobiles and things that you do not get interrupted. And then have your own, you know, cleanse yourself, have a lovely leisurely bath and salt or um, even just a shower and just rub yourself down with a little bit of, you know, Himalayan rock salt or natural salt of some sort. And then... You can decide what, what you want to do. Uh, I usually, um, light a candle. And while I'm going around the house, um, with, I, I generally, um, I don't have incense sticks, but I do have a, um, a, um, sort of, yeah, it's, it's a container where, where I have the candle at the bottom, a tea light at the bottom, and it's almost like a lantern. You have you have the tea light in there, but also in there there is there is something for oils or resins or something, and I put frankincense resin in it. Um, and I always have a little tub of salt water with me, so that as I go through the rooms of the house, I go into every room. And into every corner, I splash a little bit of that salt water. I do it clockwise, very important. And also, obviously, I have the, um, the frankincense burning with me. Um, obviously, lantern type, because otherwise you'd be burning yourself, which isn't exactly that exciting. And not the point of the exercise. Um, and I do that in every room. And again, I do it clockwise throughout the house. So I generally start in the practice, go through the, um, through the utility room into the, into the lounge where the patients are arriving, front door, then the rest room where everybody has a big rest. After a treatment, I always insist that my patients lie down for a rest for half an hour with a cup of tea or some healthy coffee or just plain water, have a rest, breathe, whatever. But um, in that room then as well, and then I go back through through the entrance, through the, the small kitchen where I have my steam pod and the water distiller and things like that, into the main kitchen, into our dining room, then the library. From the library, there's a spiral staircase. From the downstairs library, there's a spiral staircase into the upstairs library. And then I go through the house that way. My bedroom, bathroom, mum's um, dressing room, uh, then the various other bedrooms to the tower. Um, and then come back from the tower, go straight down the main staircase, go back through the entire house, to the downstairs library from which I can then go into the um, gym which is two parts and then from there through the therapy pool area back into the practice. So it's a little bit like a um, spiral on a on a yes yeah, clockwise spin which is wonderful. It really feels good to do it. And uh, sometimes I forget a corner, which is a bit mad, because we don't have, like in the practice, I, it's not a normal square room or rectangular room. It actually has several corners. 
So in, in total, we have one, two, three, six corners in this, um, in this practice. Uh, it's just the way it was, it was converted from a garage into my brother's office, farm office, from me, from the farm office into practice. Um, so it's, it's all very, very interesting and exciting and it gives me time to let go of things from the old year, things which might not have been too exciting, other things which are quite exciting. Um, so embrace them fully and then plan. I, I plan while I go through the house what will happen in this room and I will see a lot more patients that these patients will receive healing. Uh, for example, that my mother will receive even more healing and that she's content with things the way things are. It's been a struggle for her, unfortunately, with the changes we've had to make. Um, and bless him, my darling youngest nephew who came home for Christmas at, um, uh, from Hong Kong, uh, brought all of us or some of us, uh, more than others, uh, a wonderful gift, which was um, Hong Kong, not flu, thankfully, but the Hong Kong cold. Um, and he was very sweet in sharing it with us. Um, but hey, you know, that's life and uh, we'll get through it. So that, that's quite exciting. Now, when you finished with the salt water, Either, if you have the chance, like I'm very lucky, I can go down um, into the garden. We have um, a spring, and it flows into the um, into a, a ditch and then into our pond. I empty the salt water into the flowing water. If you haven't got the chance and you aren't as lucky as I am, then or oh, as less really, um, I I am I generally just. Like on the boat in, in London, obviously, um, I've got the water. I do the cleansing ritual there as well because obviously I see my patients in London on the boat and lots of different energies. So that is there as well. But if you, you haven't got that possibility of, of running water, just, you know, put it in the sink, but have the water, the tap running as you you know, or just before you put it into into the sink, uh, the rest of the salt water. Salt water is very cleansing, but it also takes on the energy. Now, the same with a candle. If you've used a candle, um, don't just blow it out, because the energy that has been absorbed by the candle will then be um, just dispersed again into the same place. So the best thing is to get one of those beautiful, old-fashioned little candle snuffs, which are like little beautiful um, hats. Um, almost, it, it reminds me, the one I've got, it reminds me a little bit of a bobble hat, uh, which people used to, to wear um, skiing and in winter on the continent before we all had to wear crash helmets when we were skiing. So um, I, I have one of those, and it snuffs out the candle um, when you finish uh, and you're drawing a line as you're saying goodbye to all the negativity, all the staleness that's collected. It's not that it's bad, it's just that these things collect during the year and if you don't have to cleanse for professional reasons like in a clinic here or a practice, you can do that once a year anyway, which is nice and um, refreshing and I think when you do it, you'll feel a whole bit different atmosphere and you feel more vibrant I think that's, that's, uh, that's the word I would like to use. Now another thing is animals are very much aware of it and they will generally go and hide while you do this. Particularly cats are very very sensitive to these types of cleansings and um, uh, uh, they just tend to disappear and walk off and you know, after you've done the cleanse, they'll be coming back in, stretching, and uh, making sure you realise that it was a good thing what you were doing. Now, quite apart from um, other, um, from the frankincense, there are other oils or resins, although these most of these are, are oils. Um, lemongrass, rosemary, um, lemon, and bergamot. 
but you can also use different types of pine, like the Douglas pine and um, various other different species of pine to cleanse energetically, i.e. physically, emotionally, spiritually, um, an area. It doesn't only have to be frankincense, um, which uh, is, is obviously quite quite interesting. Now, I was talking to you about also um, doing it outside the property or on the boundaries of the property. And it's really um, interesting, and I shall read you what I, what I what I do. The three things separation, which is fascinating. I have done it several times. These days, because it's so muddy outside, it's a bit more difficult um, to do. But it's it's a, bi a biodynamic separation, and it's a whole it's one of, of, of a whole group of separations which was created by somebody called Hubert Erber. 1885 to 1965, um, as his, you know, as the the result of his lifelong work as a biodynamic farmer in, in Germany, I think it's um, And he experienced a very close connection to the elemental world and thought ways of encouraging their beneficial influence. And from own experience, I can say yes, this is very true. Now. Following the nuclear bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki in 1945, Hugo Erba observed a massive disruption and flight of beneficial elemental beings from his farmland in Germany, because obviously that has also been in the wars, you know. Um, he experienced the deep wound, the living sheep of the earth, as a process whereby the elementals were being demonized to help heal damage done to the earth's organism and bring the elemental back into equilibrium, he developed a preparation made from the gifts of the three wise men, i.e. the three kings. That's why it's called the three kings preparation. And the precious gifts, as we were talking uh, uh, on Christmas Day, the precious gifts brought by the three kings from the east um, to present to the holy child were gold, symbol for worldly wisdom, frankincense, devotional offering to the gods, and myrrh, symbol for the victory of life over death. Quite apart from the fact of their um, healing, antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal, etc. properties. Now, ancient literary wisdom has always held that these three substances are symbols of awareness for the spiritual events taking place behind the outer physical phenomena. When prepared in the right way, these three holy substances can also serve as gifts to the earth and to the elemental world. Now, the three kings separation, um, the method by Hugo Erba was he was taking equal amounts of aurum metallicum, i.e. gold. Um, the uh, potency was D delta 2, frankincense, olibanum, and myrrh resin. Now, grind these together in a porcelain water for one hour until a fine powder is obtained. And you just, you don't do it just at any time. When you do it, it's at 11.30 in the evening of the 31st December until half an hour past midnight, i.e. for an hour, on the 1st of January. Um, and you can add, uh, 50 grams of rainwater and 50 grams of glycerin. Rainwater is a must, um, but glycerin is soil. Um, it will make the quantity of about 190 grams of thick emulsion or a paste. And it can be stored. It, obviously, it's got to be a non-metallic container in a dark cold place. Now, um, according to Michael Hahn, who is another uh, biodynamic farmer, he has a um, the experience just like um, Hugo Erber, where you make this mixture during the hours of New Year's Eve at, at um, 11.30 to midnight 30. This is a very significant time, according to Rudolf Steiner, obviously the father of biodynamics, because it's the transition from one year to the next and coincides with a unique moment when the consciousness of the planet's world and that of the minerals of the mineral world, so the plant world and the mineral world is united. Okay. And then on the 
at Three Kings Day, which is celebrated quite a lot on the continent, it's the 6th of January, you need to dissolve five centiliters of this preparation in a little warm water, about 60 degrees, and then stir it into eight liters of hand warm water, rainwater or pond water. Um, ideally warmly, you know, really thoroughly warmed by the sun. And I think this year we've got the chance to do so because the weather is quite amazing. Uh, and not wintry at all, it is spring. And uh, actually just as an aside, a couple of days ago, I had to go and uh, dig something, put some plants in, in the garden. And would you believe it, I picked a daffodil. It was in full bloom. It was just on the cusp of possibly starting to, uh, to wilt. I could not believe it. But there, yes. So, um, a preferably wooden container. Uh, should be used and stirring again should be uh, for an hour and you stir it uh, first of all you, you start stirring it clockwise until you've got like a vortex when you've got a good vortex going you store it stir it anti-clockwise and until you have the good vortex going again and then you go clockwise again so alternative all the time while stirring the purpose for which the spray is intended should be held in consciousness. It should be sprayed out immediately after the stirring during the late afternoon. That's the cosmic etheric inbreathing period. Um, uh, using a bucket and a brush or a knapsack sprayer. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Outwards, along the boundaries of the property, at about 50 meters interval. I mean, obviously, we're talking about farming here. But you can do it in, in a lot shorter intervals. Um, Again, we're obviously talking about farming because it says here, for each kilometre of boundary, about two litres of spray liquid is required. It is perhaps personal preference, but the gesture of an offering to the elemental world seems more appropriate than that of warning of the bad elementals. The use of form for an outward moving spiral from the centre focus of the property in which it is applied to bless the land and the elementals with its preparation. There are lots of different people who are using this type of approach, and you will find that if you go back into mythology or folklore, um, anywhere on the planet Earth, there will be similar little rituals. Now, um, the, uh, you can also get the material. Obviously, you have to uh, do it yourself. There is just um, not so... Um, uh, it's not so advisable to get the ready-made preparation and then just chuck it on. It is a, it's a thanksgiving and a preparation for the coming year, which is just so, so exciting. And this, this year we already have quite interesting things and um for, for those of you who've been listening for a while know that i i am a very strong believer in biodynamics and we'll be doing um a program on that um later in the, in the month ahead um but i also do gardening and planting by the moon and the new calendar for 2016 has just come out which is great but i will um read you what it says on the back why you should use moon phase gardening in your allotment or garden. And uh, it's uh, Nick Colosterum who says, let me explain by using the natural rhythm of the tide. We can all agree that the tide rises to its highest mark at the time of each new moon and that it is driven by the waxing and the waning of the moon. Consider then the water table beneath your garden. It responds in the same way. So by planting your seeds in anticipation of rising water, you guarantee hydration that gets everything off to an early 
and above all strong starch. But it's not just hydration that makes the difference. The rising water flows through the soil, collecting nitrates and other beneficial minerals from within. These essential plant nutrients are brought to the seed with hydrogen, oxygen, magnesium and other goodies, which are collected by the water on its upward surge. Moon phase gardening has been used for so long and that it is too often dismissed as hopeful. But common sense tells us that harnessing the water table to bathe our planting with such goodness must be the best way to get seedlings off to a flying start. So there you are. Um, it's not just folklore. There is good scientific reason behind it. And I can tell you, um, it really is, it really does make a difference. Um, by, by making, uh, it, it, you use a lot less fertilizer you use a lot less watering because mother nature it just does what does it for you she wants to do it for you she wants to help she wants to be joining you with all these things and just as we um don't put junk or shall we say most of us most of us don't consciously or willingly put junk food into our bodies or food we know is bad for us um, into our bodies. Uh, why aren't we doing it knowingly outside in our gardens, in our allotments, um, not even to mention, you know, the, the farms and things like that. I was very um, surprised how many people in this last year 2015 actually started and I, I know I've been going on about this um, before but they actually started growing their own little vegetables or fruit um, because they want to know what is in their food and in their fruit or on their fruit that's quite funny because, um, as I said, my youngest nephew came, it popped over, um, while he was full of cold. And I have a lemon, little lemon tree, um, in the, uh, Ferritical area. And it's, oh, it's just laden with beautiful little lemons. And, uh, I was asking him, oh, I think you need a hot toddy. And he's like, well, yeah, okay, but skip the whiskey because I'm driving. And I said, good, okay. Made him a hot toddy. And, uh, those of you who don't know, hot toddy is basically, um, lemon juice from an organic lemon, uh, hot water with a bit of honey, generally with a, with a liberal amount of whiskey. However, in his case, he would get that. And I, um, picked two, uh, small lemons from, from the lemon tree and put them, you know, obviously sliced them, put them in, in his drink. And he just went, I can't believe it. You put it, it with the skin. You know, Abby, what the hell do you think you're doing? And I said, well, there's nothing on there. We grow them. And it's all goodness. And you need to eat the skin as well as the seeds and the flesh, obviously. Like, he grew masks a bit. I said, actually, it doesn't taste that bad. You know, it's been long since I, well, I can't even remember since when I have been um, eating or the last time I ate a lemon with its skin. And I said, well, what are you eating on Kong then? He said, well, nothing, but his, his girlfriend's uh, parents have their own garden uh, above Hong Kong where they grow some, some of their own vegetables and I gather also some fruit. So they've been um, using all that, but obviously no lemons because otherwise you wouldn't remember. Um, so there is so much goodness in these things when we don't spray them and when we don't wax them and when we don't have to make them carry on, you know, like these days when I don't know where you grow lemons because I don't buy them anymore. I obviously can't remember where, where they came from, but say for example, you, you buy lemons from, uh, I don't know, Spain. What happens? They have to be picked before they're completely ripe. They get stored, they get sprayed and waxed so that in transport they still look good, they don't get bruised, etc., etc. And then you're trying to have something healthy 
And all you can use is basically um, the juice, and you have to wash your hands really well to get all the wax and the insecticides and pesticides off your hands while you've been squeezing the lemon to get the juice out. And that cannot be right. So why not give thanks to outside to our plants and everything else, just as we do um, for ourselves, as we pay attention to wanting to look good, not being wrinkled, possibly, um, things like that. It is really, really important that we do these things as well with all the things, with the fracking, with the pollution, all the other things we, we do to this gorgeous planet, which is supporting us and trying to support us healthily and um, nourish us and give us air to breathe, which really, um, certainly our governments aren't respecting. But I am so, so heartened because so many people are now waking up and saying, no, we don't want fracking. What the hell are they doing? We do not want this new development. Why can't we, you know, why have we got to have new developments, whether it's building or, you know, houses or factories on greenfield sites? We have so many brownfield sites which need to be redeveloped. And probably it's cheaper to use a brownfield site rather than a greenfield site, even if on a brownfield site you have to demolish the buildings that are there um, and not um they you know change what's at, what the building or the change the use of the building that is there i mean I, when i was reading in germany they were putting uh, refugees um into uh gyms uh, you know school gyms and things like that but also on playing fields sports fields um green green parks there was a there used to be a beautiful park between the hospital and uh, one of the churches. Uh, I think it was a Protestant church there. And they now put up this tent city and the container city. But on the other side of the town, there are lots of old factory buildings which are not contaminated with anything. So they could be really quickly converted. And, um, okay, some of them need new windows because vandals have been getting in there and smashing the windows. But... There are washing facilities in there, but also there are still some old buildings available which used to be barracks for the army. Um, that part of Germany near Lake Constance was, uh, was under French um, protection for a long time. And in, um, I think it was 89, 1991, they moved. And some of the uh, accommodation of the barracks uh, and things were converted into studio flats, um, which I have one. But also, um, they they had other buildings on the, you know, in, in the barracks, which could now be used. They're just standing empty. They're not contaminated with anything horrendous. So it's really quite interesting why we aren't using those those brownfield sites that we are insisting to destroy in greenfield sites and it's very interesting that the people the public are actually saying no this is a bad idea we need to use the brownfield sites now going back to the contamination it's very interesting that obviously the three king preparation is um, there to decontaminate if you want or help the positive elemental to to help the land um, and it's been interesting because they some biodynamic farmers in Japan have um, and also more recently in Chernobyl in the Ukraine have done trials with the pre-king pre preparation but also with a different preparation with a silica preparation which is prepared similarly just the silica like the three kings preparation which all biodynamic preparations are really prepared that way but um with these two preparations they have been spraying the boundaries of the worst affected areas of hiroshima hiroshima and nagasaki but also uh, at chernobyl and within the boundaries 
of this, they have been using uh, the silica preparation um, on the contaminated grounds. And they have found that it is really, um, really profound decon decontamination of radioactivity is taking place. So that was really fascinating to um, read that research. Unfortunately, I've been trying for the program, I've been trying to um, Google it and I haven't been able to find it again, but I'm sure it's out there. And if anybody is actually um, aware of this type of research, please get in touch because I'd love to know um, and to do a program on, on decontamination of radioactivity because we are playing with fire. And there are positive ways. We have the means of dealing with these contamination. That doesn't mean that we don't need to pay attention uh, that it doesn't happen. But unfortunately, accidents will happen. And therefore, it is really, really important that we have um, remedies to get these uh, or to heal the contamination, to decontaminate and make these places usable again. And it's quite interesting that quite a few people are now trying to get back into Chernobyl. Obviously Hiroshima and Nagasaki are now, you know, they've been, they never were depopulated, but uh, in the Ukraine, the, the Soviet government at the time decided that everybody was going to be evacuated um, a radius of, I think it was in the end, 50 kilometers. Um, now they are slowly, slowly reducing this, and I think the decontamination area where is a radius of 30 kilometers now. <clears throat> but certainly, people have been going in there, um, obviously paying attention, but they've been going in there to watch the flora, the fauna, and see what's been happening and how nature has actually reclaimed um, the whole area uh, with around Chernobyl and it's fascinating what wildlife there is you know cats foxes I think even wolves came back um, frogs all sorts of things but they weren't necessarily um, radioactive anymore they they from what they're seeing also the, the flowers are coming back the trees and everything like that they do not seem to have mutated that much which is very, very interesting because the things we see with Fukushima, um, but that is still radiating out, unfortunately. Um, we do see that there are mutations of the plants and of the wildlife, um, and obviously lots and lots of cancer problems with, with the humans there. Bless all of them, and I hope that Japan through pressure from other nations, hopefully, will encase Fukushima um, and that it stops radiating. It's been radiating for the last four years. The damage is horrendous. But we can, by using, say, for example, the Three Kings preparation, the silica preparation, we can do a lot to help all this and to deal with these things, to decontaminate and reclaim the Earth for ourselves, with our help, with the help of the etheric world, um, and make it better for us. I mean, I saw a beautiful uh, little note which said, we do not inherit the earth from our parents, we borrow it from our children. And that is something everybody has, has seemingly forgotten, that yes, what type of world, what type of planet are we passing on to our children or our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren and things like that? So it's really, really important that we retake position and say, no, I want to pass on a really vibrant, healthy world and do it that way. And we have the best chances. We have the possibilities. It is not costing the earth, as we say. It doesn't cost much. It just needs the will and our time. Uh, but 
as I said at the beginning of the program, I, I'm really, really positive and hopeful. There is a distinct feeling of positive change in the world, in the air, where people are getting excited. It, nobody got really excited about Christmas. That's why I did my program and said, you know, I hope you actually had the magical, remembered, you remembered the magical time of Christmas, what it's actually about, not about the consumer fest. But they were getting excited about a new year, about new potential, about things changing in a positive way. And that was quite interesting to see, even in people who had just been made redundant and had, you know, have mortgages to pay and need to think about lots of things, etc. But they were really positive. Everybody around here is really, really positive. It's being lifted by this new 2016. We can do things. We will take control. We can take control of our lives, of our health, of our food, and of the planet and our gardens. And if we just do it in our garden, and I do it in my garden, and then somebody else sees it and does it in their garden, it's a knock-on effect. It's the ripple effect. The tiny stone that gets dropped into the pond and the waves that spread, even if, you know, miles and miles away, the waves are just very tiny, barely visible, there is still a wave there. Don't forget the, uh, which I use in my, in my yoga class, hello yoga class, Jane and Vaughn and all the others, if you are listening, um, hopefully, hopefully not having a hangover, with your head under the pillow. Um, there is a beautiful um, posture called the butterfly. And when I do the butterfly, I always say, let's do the butterfly and cause havoc in Australia because that's exactly the ripple effect. If you throw a tiny stone into a perfectly still pond, watch the ripples going out and out and out. And how tiny that stone is, but how far those ripples go is quite amazing. So think about it. What your actions are doing, they are not just for you, for your family. They go beyond your family, beyond your friends, because they start using and adapting, and their friends start using and adapting. And that's really, I think, what we need today, these days, to take control back of our lives and go forward. So there you go. That's the rant for today. <laughs> It is fascinating. Um, it's wonderful to watch how the world is waking up. The colours are getting brighter. And people are getting getting more excited, happier. And that's really, really what it's all about, isn't it? And uh, that is always, always noticeable up to point when the light changes, the days are becoming already drawing out, becoming longer, lighter. And uh, so it's, it's actually quite, quite exciting. And yeah, there is change in the air. Now, um, obviously, um, things like this are always on my blog. And uh, the blog address is foxtrot.tumblr.com. I'll spell that F for Foxtrot, O for Oscar, X for X-ray, B for Bravo, U for Uniform, R for Romeo, G for Golf, H for Hotel, dot T for Tango, U for Uniform, M for Mama, B for Bravo, L for Lima, R for Romeo.com, foxbro.tumblr.com. And if you have any news um, on the studies I was um, requesting with radioactivity, etc., I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear from you anyway. So send me an email to isabel at foxbro.co.uk with Dr. Isabel's rant in the subject line. And I shall spell that as well. I for India, F for Sierra, A for Alpha, B for Bravo, E for Echo, L for Lima, L for Lima, E for Echo, at F for Foxtrot, O for Oscar, X for X-Ray, B for Bravo, U for Uniform, R for Romeo, G for Golf, H for Hotel, .co.uk with, so it's Isabel at foxwork.co.uk with Dr. Isabel's rant in the subject line, please. And I really would love to hear from you and hear your thoughts. I'll read your thoughts. 
about the program um, or about a particular topic I've covered or a topic you would like me to cover. As I said, we will be I will be covering um, some things like biodynamic uh, farming or gardening, which includes planting with a constellation, i.e., with the moons, etc., etc. So um, yes, please make a comment or suggestion, etc., to Isabel at Podgebo.co.uk. Look for Isabel to run in the subject line. Now, even though it is New Year's Day, and possibly at this time, um, certainly in Europe, it's dark, but in other places it is probably still mid-afternoon. Go spin, hug that tree, all barefoot, of course. And happy, happy New Year to you all. You're